There are five Aramaic words that we use in the liturgy or throughout the church year. Uh, two you've already said, whether you recognize it or not. One you're about to say, and we've heard another one at least announced, of course, uh, and then one uh, that we hear maybe only during Advent. That word happens to be Maranatha, come, where we beg the Lord to come. Amen, first word you said, meaning let it be so. Alleluia, praise the Lord. And today, or in a little bit, Hosanna, save us. And today we hear Ephatha. Now, you might not be aware of where we hear that word, and we really don't proclaim it all that much, but there is a little ritual during baptism in which we touch the child's ears and mouth in the, uh, the um, pre-Vatican II Mass, or pre-Vatican celebration of the sacrament of baptism. It involved the, the priest licking his thumb and touching the child's mouth with COVID, and it's probably good that we don't do that anymore. Uh, but, uh, uh, but it's a reminder, and it, it comes right from this passage, that the Lord Jesus took this deaf man off by himself, said Ephatha, touched his ears, touched his mouth, and with that, his ears were opened. In fact, the prayer that we say, the Lord Jesus made the deaf hear and the dumb speak. May he soon touch your ears to receive his word and your, praise, your mouth to proclaim his praise to the glory of God. And I think there's something beautiful about that uh, that we have to remember and that comes into play in today's gospel passage, that we cannot speak the word of God, we cannot speak the gospel unless we were first here. And we cannot hear it unless our ears are opened. And of course, as I say that, I was reminded all teachers know this too, but I, I mention only parents. We, we know that there's a difference between hearing and listening. To hear is the sensation, to listen is to pay attention to. And that ultimately is what we need to do to the Lord, is to listen to him. It's not enough just to say, well, we hear you. It's, if we, we do, it's nothing more than a child saying, yeah, you know, my mom, did you hear me? Yeah, we, I heard you. What did you, why didn't you, I didn't listen to you. Right? So we need to hear and listen, both. And once we do, then the speech impediment hopefully is gone. We know that there is a connection between hearing loss and speech impediments. I can't think of, uh, there, there's actually two or three uh, actors, uh, actresses that I know of, Lou Ferrango being one, and there's a woman who has a very uh, bad speech impediment. Uh, sounds like she has a heavy accent, but it's because she has profound hearing loss. That speech impediments come because we do not hear properly. And this man that Jesus encounters today has that. So Jesus takes him off, and we might ask, well, why did Jesus take him off? I think it was an act of mercy. Can you imagine not being able to hear anything at all, and then being in the center of the crowd as everyone oohs and awes and applauds and says, well, you have done all things well. Wow! You'd want to go deaf again, because it would be too much. So the Lord takes him aside by himself and touches his ears. And we might say, well, why did Jesus touch his ears? Why did Jesus touch his mouth? 
his tongue. It has to do with how we, we were created in the beginning. We remember that God, the Father, stooped into the mud and formed Adam in the clay and breathed life into him. That Jesus is completing what is incomplete in this man, completing his ears, completing his tongue, taking away, opening up, giving him the ability to speak. But did you catch it? Everyone else goes deaf. This is where we have to remember there's a difference between hearing and listening. Don't tell anyone. And what do they do? They tell all the more. This is messianic secret uh, in, in uh, Mark's gospel especially. He keeps telling Jesus when he heals somebody, he keeps telling them, don't tell anyone. And, and so many of us Catholics have taken that, that, that it's still under control. We, don't, we won't tell anyone that Jesus is Lord. We don't tell anyone what Jesus is doing in our lives. And that's not what this is all about. The messianic secret goes away with Jesus' death and resurrection. Part of the reason for the Messianic secret is that Jesus wants to be able to have people encounter him for who he really is. And especially in Matthew's gospel, we hear, though, at the end, go forth, proclaim the gospel to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That Jesus is inviting them to go forth and to complete in them, too, what has begun. In the ordination ritual, there's, there's a line that every time I hear it, I, I think how wonderful it is. And, and it's not only used in ordination, but that's the, the prime one that comes to mind. May the Lord complete the good work he has already begun in you. In all of us who have been baptized, he's begun something good in us. And it might be incomplete, but he wants to complete it. And that's what this gospel passage, that's what this Ephesus, that's what this rite is all about to open up, to help us to listen. And as already said, if we do not listen, we're going to have a speech impediment. I, I read enough of those that think they know the gospel well enough or think they know, and they get it so wrong. And this is not to be judgmental, but they're judgmental. They get it wrong that they, they think there's this division, and maybe in today's second reading we have an example of that. As St. James says, look, somebody rich comes in, you treat him high, you give him, make, him, make him almost king of the day, and then somebody poor comes. You've already made it a judgment. He's telling them, look, you're not listening. You're speaking with a speech impediment. You're not listening to the Lord the way he wants you to. There is no division between rich and poor. There's no division between white and black. No division between free and slave. No division between male and female. Difference, yes, perhaps. But when it comes to worshiping, when it comes to the faith, we are all one. We are made one body. Maybe this day, this is what we need to open ourselves up to. To proclaim the good news that Jesus Christ suffered and died for all of us, and to proclaim it to the entire world. This day, perhaps, to pay attention. Where are we incomplete? Where do we need the finger of Jesus to touch us this day? Where do we need him to tell us, Ephatha, be opened?